0: Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk, Alternative. Well, hey, it's that time again. You know, you know what time it is, don't you? socket to me done it's time for the astrology hour on K Fox we partying, ain't we well I'm getting ready to take off to the to the Middle East I know some people say Farley don't do it maybe you shouldn't do it hey you know what Indiana Jones is my hero you know so I go to South Africa I go to, to South America I go to you know Panama I always go to hot spots you know I it kind of reminds me that life in America is not so bad. <laughs> when you get back, it's like, thank God, I have food, I have a home, I have a career, I have friends. That's what I say. I recommend everyone go to the third world in the Middle East once in a while, and if you get back alive, then you know you got something, huh? You wonder why I'm so happy every day? Because I'm an American, I'm an America. I, I live in Los Angeles, one of the brightest cities around, and there are beautiful people listening to this program right now. So I, I am truly blessed. I am special. I, I, you know, you got to say that sort of thing every day, and then you'll feel better. Today's topic da is called Looking for Love. We're doing some relationships activities this week, and a lot of people wonder what to look for in their chart as far as beginning new relationships or as far as taking advantage of potential involved with finding relationships that are better suited for you. So today I'm going to give you my formula that will let you know when you can expect new relationships to come into your life and or better relationships to come into your life, hopefully. So this should be exciting. I have a formula and I actually will give you every month, uh, there's at least two to four different options a month for you to either meet new people or for you to improve upon and enjoy your relationship. Sometimes it's funny, but when you have these love mode transits If you already are going with someone or you're married, then these are the times when, you know, the romance starts to get triggered or whatever. Sometimes the rest of the month it's not as good, but when you have this love transit, then it does seem that the husband or the wife is a bit more romantic, the girlfriend's easier to get along with, the PMS isn't around. I think some men have PMS, too, actually, but I think as long as you don't have permanent PMS, like some of these women have, like, terminal PMS. You wake up in the morning every day, and they're, like, ready to give you a hard time. And actually, yeah, I understand that. Now, looking for love, this topic is one of my favorite topics because whenever I have a particular transit occurring in my chart, and let's say if I am single and looking for some action, you know, meaning not necessarily romantic action, but activity in my life so I don't have to be alone or feel lonely, I want to meet somebody new. Let's say that it's been too long since I've had any contact. It doesn't always mean you have to go to a bar and doesn't always mean you have to go anywhere party-wise to meet someone because I've met people in the drugstore and I've met people at the park and I've met people when I was traveling. I've even met somebody in the car a couple times where I just rolled down the window and said, I'm having a moon-trying Venus today. And they'd say, what? <laughs> and I'd say, well, if you pull over, we'll talk about it. But anyway, there's all kinds of ways that you can meet people, but it helps knowing when you're having a transit in your life that's a positive transit that reveals potential and happiness and luck and a better foundation. You know, a lot of people will start new relationships with Saturn, square their Venus, right? Our Jupiter, oppose their Mars. It's like you know that when you meet someone and you're having a hard transit that day, if if you meet someone and and you're having a transit where, say, your Venus or your Mars is severely afflicted, well, there's a good chance this is going to be a fun, exciting relationship, but there's also a good chance it's going to be karmic, very, very karmic. Now, if that should happen and you meet someone with Saturn, square your Venus or oppose your Venus or Mars, with Uranus, square your Venus or oppose your Venus or Mars, or with any planet, especially the slow-moving ones, in square or oppose your Venus and Mars, then you better believe that this particular relationship may have a time limitation attached to it. And I want you to know that it doesn't always hold true, but in my experience, when you meet someone and you have severe stress on your Venus or Mars, Venus if you're looking for women and Mars if you're looking for men, then you better believe that that relationship might not end up the way you want it to. Ah, on the other hand, if you should happen to meet people when there are planets one or more trying your Venus or Mars, then I have found and proven that the foundation of new relationships during this positioning is much better, much more enjoyable, much more happier, much more romantic, and much more tender, nurturing, even pampering or whatever you'd like in that relationship. Now, also, you'll get both ways. You might have a situation where you are having a hard transit to your Venus or Mars, like, for example, a Jupiter opposition, and at the same time, you're having a Mars trine Mars and a Mercury trine Mars. Well, what that means is there could be more than one relationship, and one, or maybe even three, and one of them would be designated as extremely karmic, if not both of them, and you might end up with one or the other person, but making the choice can be rather confusing. See what I mean? Now, oftentimes, let's say you have Venus or Mars in Aquarius right now. With Jupiter and Gemini trining your Venus or Mars in early Aquarius, this is an excellent vibration to bring a new love into your life right now. The problem is, whenever you have a planet like Jupiter or the Moon or Venus or Mars trining your Venus, like I say, if you are a heterosexual man or a gay woman, we are interested in your natal Venus. That's the planet we're focusing on. If you are a heterosexual woman or a gay man, we are looking at the Mars. So, with that in mind, if you are having a Jupiter trine, this Venus, looking for women, or this Mars looking for men, then what we are talking about here is either you meeting one person special, or if you're really an extrovert person that really appears to be amongst them, then this transit could also offer a wave of individuals coming into your life, meaning Sometimes it's difficult to choose. We do find that when we go through these trines to the natal Venus or Mars, if we're not in relationships, that suddenly something happens to us that we do seem more charismatic. It's weird. It's strange. I don't understand it. And a lot of people that start off their relationships with the squares and oppositions instead, it's amazing they get off the ground because not only are they not charismatic, sometimes it almost starts off with a bad taste where it might even take a longer time to get moving or there's an extreme emotional imbalance of some kind. This is the kind we talk about where people go after the challenge, the impossible dream, the relationship that was really never meant to happen, but because it was so karmic, they couldn't resist each other. It just happened. You know, a lot of times if I start off in a relationship and the woman doesn't want to kiss me or hug me or be romantic with me after a couple dates, a week or two, I'm out of there. You know, like it, it tells me there's something going on here that doesn't seem right. And even though I like this person, why should I work on trying to get them to like me? If there's not an intuitive vibration there, then there's a discomfort that I experience that I don't like. So I just run, or I just bail, or I'll turn it into a friendship only and keep it designated as that with no chance of a romance. I'm like that. I don't, See, Scorpio moon people are so extreme that once they make a choice to be your friend or your lover, if it's one or the other and you're looking for something different, you may be disappointed to find out that it's, we've already made the choice. Also, another interesting fact is that the moon will try in your venus at least twice a month and the moon will also try in your mars twice a month and these are fun transits you know these are transits that are set up in a situation where you can actually look ahead <laughs> to find out what the best time of day would be for you to zero in on meeting that new person and at the same time let's say i you know i looked at my chart for example when you know when i happened to get to israel okay uh, this saturday a moon is going into pisces See, like I already know what it happens when the moon goes into early Pisces and the Moon goes into early Scorpio because, you know, after fifteen years of studying astrology, I'm aware that I have a moon trying Venus, uh, those times when the moon goes into Pisces or Scorpio. So the moon will go into Pisces LA time, ten twenty-three in the morning Saturday, and then for ten hours after that it'll go from zero to five Pisces and it'll try my Venus the whole time. Well, you better believe whenever you're having a planet, the sun or the moon, trying your Venus if you're looking for women and try your Mars if you're looking for men, that if as long as you're out there circulated, right, as long as you're out there in the woods, in the car, wherever, around people, then the charisma factor comes in, and the potential for you to meet someone new, or to meet someone exciting, or to meet someone with a better foundation as far as establishing relationships in your life is there. You know, I went through a magnificent transit. Let me tell you, Amigas, right, when Pluto was early Scorpio, and it was actually zero to five for about two years, It was trying my Venus, and not only was the success of the Astrology Hour starting during that point. So obviously, when you have trines to your Venus, your finances are going to improve too, which allowed us to keep the show going. But my charisma jumped. You know, I was having a Pluto trying Venus, and suddenly, you know, where I didn't have many interested girls in me at all, all these women out of left field, whether I met them on the show or on the street or wherever, everybody wanted to get to know me. And uh, I was just having a little bitty Pluto trine Venus. You think Pluto's a small planet, right? As big as Earth's moon, a little bit bigger maybe. But the cosmic effect of the chakras of that planet, trine any planet in your chart, are going to create an environment of relationship potential and romance. So see, a lot of people blow these transits. Because if you're having a Pluto trine Venus or a Neptune trine Venus or a Uranus trine Mars or a Uranus trine Venus or whatever, any of these planets trine your Venus, and people out there that know nothing about astrology, what a trine means... A trine means that there's an element complement going on. Like all of us have our planets divided into the four elements, fire, earth, air, and water. Aries, Sag, and Leo are fire, and Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo are earth, and Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra are the air, and then Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer are the water. All you got to do is find out what element, your Venus, if you want women, (laughs) are your Mars, if you want men, what elements it in, my Venus is in Cancer, which is water. So I'll go through a transit element complement whenever the moon or any planet is in a complementing water to my Venus, meaning my Venus is Cancer and the other two waters, like I said, are Scorpio and Pisces. So whenever there's an element complement to my Venus, it is called a trine. Like if you had Venus or Mars in Leo, then you'd have an element complement whenever anything went into complementary fire, which is Aries or Sag, and you'd get a trine. Now a trine in geometry terms is 120 degrees. And what it means is that two planets are approximately 120 degrees away from each other from a circular standpoint or four full signs in the zodiac because one sign 30 degrees times four equals 120. So I find trines are fun. Trines do work. A lot of astrologers don't like the trines because they say the hard aspects, the squares and the oppositions are much more powerful. They're much more distinct. They're much more significant. I disagree. I like to have some Love and light and confidence and positive thought and astrology. So I have manifested the power of trines and I have proven that trine transits do work and they do bring love and they do bring money and they do bring all this luck and love and money and and confidence and power. And I have proven that to be true. Much of the better part of my life occurred when Uranus and Neptune went over my Jupiter and Sag and trying the dickens out of my Leo planets in the 10th house. I had some wild career activity and real good money aspects during that period. So, For that reason, I tell people, embrace your trines in your natal chart and love your transit trines in the transit chart. And remember, there's two charts, basically. There's the natal chart you're born with, which is like a fixed circuit that charges every cell in your body, your astral body, your etheric body, and all that stuff. Then there's the moving chart, the transit chart, which we're talking about in today's show, the moving planets in the sky, the news that I give at the beginning of every hour. Those planets are all of our planets. See, like, we are one with God. So our natal chart is like the illusion of separation, and the moving planets is our identification with the oneness of this dimension. So when you plug in to the moving planets, and you zero in that, aha, there's a planet in the sky that's in a complementary element to a planet in my chart, which means it's a trine, bingo, lucky day. That's why people win lottos. People win lottos during lucky days. Magic Johnson wins basketball championships during lucky trines, and also... You find things happen like that. You find that people's charts are lit up with trines when they make proper decisions in their lives to get married, to have children, to buy houses, to meet new people, to put themselves into circulation, whatever. I find that when you do it under trine circumstances, it it gives a better chart or a more dharmic chart or a more positive result. Identifying and recognizing and reminding ourselves that the opposition and the square transits are karmic. So there's definitely a price to be paid with that. Whereas the trine transits are like free space. That's like no parking in Monopoly, right? <laughs> you, when you pass go. So the trines are hot. You know, a lot of you out there that have like late planets in Sag and Leo and Aries. Hey, hey, how about this woman right now that's got Mars and Aries like at 27 or our Mars and Leo at 27? Saturn and Uranus and Sag are double whammy trying her Mars right now. Then the moon's going to come around in Sag or Leo or Aries and triple trine it. Bingo! We're talking about major popularity, like if you're just a normal person looking for love, then your charisma is peaking. So obviously you want to put yourself in circulation and be aware that you are shown people coming into your life and relationships. And it's darned exciting. And I do feel kind of sorry for you people that don't know where your Mars or your Venus is. How can you tell the players without a scorecard? How can I talk to someone on the phone with a woman that doesn't know where her Mars is? You know, I can understand, or I can figure compatibility between me and a woman. Just give me any woman. I don't want to know any of her planets. Let me know where her Mars is, and I'll tell you if I'll get along with her right away. Mars tells you her life force, her basic drive, her sexual appeal, if any, her intellectual appeal, if any, her emotional factor, also her health factor. I'm telling you, I have got it down here. Find me a woman with Mars in Scorpio. Hey, a Mars in Sag, Mars in Aries, any of them, and right away, I'll get the vibe. What about that woman with Mars in Pisces? Our Scorpio trying my Venus? Whammo! that's what you like. You really like to find people that have a Mars or Venus in their chart trine your Mars or Venus because that's the good sex. But when you get those trines to your Venus and Mars, then you're on a sexual even keel with a person. Sometimes that's all there is. (laughs) Sometimes you have nothing else but a trine to the Venus and Mars. So there's no intellectual and there's no emotional. Okay, yeah, this is another exciting edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. People tune into the show and they go, where did this kind of radio come from? This show is interesting. Because we inspire so much emotion. Can you imagine what people go through when they first tune into the show? It's like love hate, right? You either love it and you stick with it or it's like, who is this lunatic? But the thing is is that I don't that's what I'm all about. I like to inspire people and like to get their blood pumping and their motors running and get their brains chirping and all that stuff. So it's darned exciting for me. Now this formula is a very tricky formula, looking for love formula, because you can abuse your power. And let me tell you, if you screw around with the God principles here and you take advantage of people by going out when you're having a Uranus trying your Mars and a Neptune trying your Mars and a Moon trying your Mars, and you know you're charismatic and you know you're powerful, you know you could actually keep score in one day with all the lovers you can manifest, right? Because you know you're having this powerful transit. No matter how much fun you might think it is, if you don't treat people with respect and love and honesty, then you're going to just create a negative vibration here. Just because you're having a trine doesn't mean that you should go out and get promiscuous and set up a foundation where, God forbid, you should end up with VD or AIDS or pregnant or whatever. So you can't mess with the God principles here. This is a universe that is ruled by the laws of karma. And this formula is for your benefit to help bring some companionship into your life, to offer stability and spiritual growth and happiness and love and prospects that will help you be free and happy. And if you have a proper motive, then that motive would hopefully be to find someone you could settle in with and be a mate with, unless you make that clear to the other partner. The other person involved knows it's just a sport activity or a casual activity. Hey, that's your karma. But on the other hand, I want you to be aware to use these principles if you are alone to help manifest a more stable foundation in relationships with anyone. Now, obviously, you don't want to lock yourself up at home watching TV with the dog when you're having a moon trying your Venus or Mars. What you want to do is you want to take those long walks, go to the park, go shopping, go swimming, go to the beach, you know, whatever, you go to Yugoslavia, <laughs> wherever, you know, if you're having this transit, then you must be aware that it does happen at twice a month minimum from the moon, twice a year minimum from the sun, twice a year minimum from Mercury, twice from Venus, once to twice from Mars. And then once in a while, we have those slow moving planets like Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, which will trine our planets well. You know, we're talking about well trined effects from the outer planets. So obviously those can be very exciting and very fulfilling transits, and those are the ones you want to get married under. See, like I got married into a Saturn conjunct my Venus. And one thing that I found out was true, that whenever Saturn is square or conjunct or opposed, your Venus or your Mars, then that usually is a ticket that lets you know that this thing has a short life, you know, connected to it. And you fall in love and you want it eternal and you want to be happy and you want to get married. Then you look at your boyfriend's chart and you go, my God, he's going to have Saturn and Uranus, you know, maybe oppose his Venus, or Saturn and Uranus square his Venus. And during this situation, you want to wait till after that transit is over. You know, and if the relationship is still there and it's still stable, then you got something. But if you got married during this transit, wow, trust me, it's tough, it's rough, and it's karmic. And a lot of times karma means making a peace and saying goodbye. Sometimes it could mean making a peace and staying together. Depends how strong you are. I can be pretty sensitive, so sometimes I think I require my space rather than go through constant suffering every day. Because I don't believe you have to do that. Isn't that fun? Wasn't that a great topic? I know you were looking for that topic, weren't you? Kathy is the Capricorn with Aquarius rising on line one. Hi, Kathy.
1: Hi. How are you?
0: I guess I'm flying today, huh?
1: Great. I have a question regarding the topic. Could you do analysis for me with the gentleman that has a birthday July sixteenth, nineteen thirty-eight? He has an ascendant at Virgo, seven degrees.
0: Mm -hmm. Are you glad I've been doing relationships lately?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he has a Virgo rising at seven degrees. Correct. That's Quink's, your Aquarius rising. Is it difficult with this guy?
1: No, it's fabulous.
0: Did you just meet him? Yes. Well, you know, Jupiter just went over your Mars in Gemini and trined your Neptune, so you're the first guinea pig for this topic. You have a Mars-Uranus conjunction in Gemini, and Jupiter will be on it for about a good five, six months and trined your Neptune. So you're being set up with a transit conjunction that has a trine in your chart. So this could be very magical. This could actually result in a commitment or a marriage. Now when is his birthday again?
1: July 16th, 1938. Aren't you jazzed about it? Yeah, I, I, that's why I'm calling you.
0: Yeah, now his Venus in Virgo is at two degrees. It is square your Mars. And also he has Venus in Virgo opposed Jupiter in Pisces. So he has shown lots of karma with all the women he's been with in his life.
1: So how do I handle that? Is it dangerous?
0: Well, it's exciting. You know, it's like, it's challenging. It can be like a circus sometimes. See, you are both shown relationships because Saturn and Uranus trine Venus and Jupiter on your Mars trine your Neptune. So the trines are in effect, but you are not shown the type of compatibility that I would say is perfect. In fact, what you really are shown is bad days at the same time, mm. which means if one of you is having a bad day it's best to leave the other alone. Okay. So I say go with it. Like, romantically, it could really be hot. Great. Have you tested it yet?
1: Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) And Aquarius rising is that quick, huh? Wonderful. Okay, Kat, thank you. Thank you, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Let's go to Ellen now, Aquarius, Aries rising. Hey, Elle.
1: Hi, Father, how you doing?
0: E.G., real good.
1: That's good. You are flying today.
0: Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's important that I, I get this message This Message? Crush.
1: Mess
0: if I don't get the message across, you're going to get it. <laughs> I got it. I got it.
1: Okay. I'm calling about, first of all, I think it's a great topic. And for the first time for me calling you, I'm not going to ask you about my love affair.
0: Thank God. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you about a date in particular for me on the 23rd of August. I have scheduled... Um, Some medical work to be done there. Is that a good
0: day for me? Well, I like it. I do like it because sun's in Virgo. It's on your Pluto. It's trying your Mars. And let's see. Let's just check the moon real quick. Moon is in Capricorn, which is good. I'm not a doctor. I make no guarantees. Of course. But it it seems okay. Is this a female thing? Yeah. Yeah, I figure. Yeah, because Pluto's affected. So, astrologically, it appears successful.
1: Thank you, Farley. You have a great trip. We look forward to you coming back. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Let's go to Julie now, has a question about her son. Hi, Julie.
1: Hi, Farley.
0: You have an Aquarius Leo rising sun?
1: Yes, and I talked to you about 13 months ago about him. Is he a toughie?
0: Yes. Yeah. Probably running the house right now. Okay, you guys do this, and you guys get over there and do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just want, like, a general rundown on the vehicle this this guy is in.
0: What degree is his Sag Moon?
1: His Sag Moon is in the uh, fifth house, 14.
0: Wow, does he have karma with this family or what? Yeah. Woo. Really. See, moon and Sag is square, is Uranus and Virgo. It T-square is Mars and Pisces. Its opposition is Jupiter and Gemini. It's square yeah, is, it. is Saturn and Pisces. It's square is... He's got more stress on his moon than any moon I've ever seen.
1: I've never seen one like that in all of the few charts that I've...
0: You, you know, I hate what I'm getting from this is almost like some kind of violent occurrence between you and him in past lives. And he was born to you as a son, but in truth, it's almost like you both have been bitter enemies. And when a son has that much stress on the moon, there's a lot to work out with the mother, and there's not much patience with the mother either. You might kind of blow up and have some battles with this kid. Do you love this child? Very much. Does he love you?
1: I think underneath it all, yeah, he does. Does he curse at you? Sometimes.
0: Does he strike you? No. Has he ever threatened you with an object?
1: Ah, uh, I don't remember.
0: Hmm. Is he into drugs or alcohol?
1: No, alcohol.
0: That's a real problem. That's too bad. I hate to tell you this, but I feel this child needs a lot of therapy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think this child needs a program, and I think this child needs to learn about self-esteem. And the best thing you could do is lift the pressure and leave him alone, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, well...
0: Because it seems like the more you try to get involved, the more anger he could have for you. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's not my life, so I don't know for sure, but but when I see a moon that has a grand square and a grand cross on it, it just, I know that sometimes you might have to give this child a lot of space, a ton of space, so he can help it work his way out of this.
1: But most of that's coming from within, isn't it, with all those squares?
0: Who knows? I didn't watch his childhood. If I saw a documentary of what happened in the childhood, I might have more information. seems to be pretty much close to a civil war of some kind. Good luck, Julie. Oh, boy. Bye. Bye. Wow, gosh. Let's go to Sherry now, a Virgo. Hi, Cher.
1: Hi. I just want a general scan, Farley, and also maybe a concentration on career.
0: Well, okay, it's hard to do that without a rising sign, but but I can look at your Venus. Oh, it's got some pressure on it, which means finances right now are a little strapped for you. Uh
1: Uh-huh, that's true. And
0: you might have spent it uh, more than you have. In fact, you might have even uh, been a little in debt right now.
1: That's true.
0: Real good, (laughs) Jerry. Mm -hmm. Way to dig yourself a hole, kid, you know. (laughs) Be careful, because this is a long transit. And you are having a Saturn cycle, which means your major lesson until you're 30 is career. And it's a real big test for you. And you need to exude a lot of patience, a lot of confidence. Visualize optimism and successful environment, and also avoid failure syndromes and worrying, and be patient right now. Okay. And uh, you are shown the money. The money is there right now, but you also are shown tremendous expenses at the same time.
1: Right, that's true.
0: Have a nice day.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: All right, we're partying today on K Fox. Ava is a Leo Libra rising, just like Farley. Hi, Ava.
1: Hi. How are you? Just having, uh, had a lot of divorce and
0: marriages, so. Wow.
1: i used this topic.
0: How many marriages?
1: Well, uh, you don't want to know that. Five? Uh huh. I thought so. How do you know that? Well,
0: you know, I pull from a different sector of space, you know. But I think you better hold off on getting married for a while. Uh
1: huh, I know. Maybe
0: you should try living with someone. Be a little bit more liberal, you know. Mm-hmm. So what can we do for you, hon?
1: Well, I do have a lot of pressure, so um please forgive me being so egoistic, but I would like to have a generous can this time.
0: Okay, well, that's humble of you. I do think, you know, that this thing with relationships may be an obsession. Wait, you have a Scorpio moon, too? Yeah. Oh, my God, this is it's a female Farley, folks. I haven't been married five times, just once, but <laughs> I think I've had a few relationships that might have seemed like that. You're a riot. Ava, maybe they should put you and me in a ring for a while, right? <laughs> but we'd be so nice to each other that we'd probably surrender. That's pretty funny. My God, this is almost eerie. You have my whole chart here.
1: I know. A little different.
0: Did you know that?
1: Yeah, I know. I have your chart in front of What
0: country are you from?
1: I'm from Budapest.
0: Budapest? Mm-hmm. How do you say no problem in Hungarian?
1: Non problema.
0: Non problema. Oh, that sounds pretty simple. Okay. So if I see a wild Hungarian, I'll know what to say. But <laughs> I really do think that your life is going to be filled with lots of challenges coming up. You are having a Jupiter return right now. Jupiter and Gemini, for people born in late 53 and part of 54, should bring lots of expansion and growth to you. There's a part of you, as we know, you have so much Leo and Scorpio that I think you're too stubborn for your own good sometimes. A Sun in Leo, Mercury and Leo, Mars in Leo, Pluto in Leo, Moon in Scorpio. You're confused at the wrong time and you're stubborn at the wrong time, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So if you can kind of create an even keel where you can remain open-minded and count to 20 before making any choices, do you have any anger?
1: Oh, yeah, I do.
0: Do you lose your temper? Yes,
1: easily.
0: I know, isn't it scary? Oh, yeah,
1: it is, but I forgive easily.
0: You do? You're over it after a while. I know. You don't think I ever lost my temper, do you?
1: Um, I, I, Yes, I
0: do. You think I ever blew anybody out of the water? Yes. <laughs> Both barrels, right? It's like when you're on the Leo with a Scorpio Moon, you got to be nice to them because you, <laughs> you start giving us a hard time. We're instant reflection, you know? Well, I hope I meet you one day. I'd like to meet my counterpart.
1: Thank you very much. You had a wonderful time.
0: God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Here's a Leo with Scorpio, Moon, Libra rising. Been married five times, Venus and Cancer. Oh my God. Woo! And I guessed it too. Isn't that funny? Okay, it's not funny. Actually, you get lots of experience from that kind of stuff. You know, it's you can't learn in life unless you take a chance. Okay, Martha, is the Aries rising a double high?
1: High, Far. I uh, wanted to compare myself to the gentleman born 62759.
0: 62759. Wow, are you. Whoa. This is a heavy time for you in relationships. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why? I'm glad you're laughing.
0: Six twenty-seven fifty-nine. 59? Uh-huh. So he's a little bit younger than you.
1: Uh-huh. What, three months different?
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, you have Mars in Cancer and Venus in Taurus. Do you have an emotional thing where you get explosive also?
1: I'm actually pretty mellow. I need to learn to be more explosive.
0: Okay, that's good. Because his Venus and Mars in Leo, this guy's dominant. He's a dominant force. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And he falls in love, good luck, because he will anchor himself to you. He has a Venus square Jupiter. He has shown lots of karma with himself and women. And I don't want you to be set up to get crushed or rejected here. How's it going so far? Does it seem okay?
1: Well, I met him in Northern California, and he lives in Maine. So now isn't
0: that special? <laughs> We're talking like, and you might as well live in Southeast Asia here, you know, Maine. To
1: Santa Cruz, and I'm thinking of moving back too. That's why. Yeah.
0: Oh my God! It's not like the beginning of a movie, doesn't it? He's come. He's from Maine, moving to Santa Cruz, <laughs> and she decides to move there with him. You know, oh. be careful, okay?
1: Not a wonderful match here.
0: It's uh interesting, but <laughs> I think that this guy might have a black book. My intuition is he might have some experience. When you have Venus in Leo square Jupiter in Scorpio. Sometimes I think your drives and your needs can possess you. If he's spiritual, maybe he's overcome them. But be careful and take it easy. Maybe go visit him in Santa Cruz for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Stick your foot in the water before you dive in. You know, once you're in the pool, sometimes it's so cold, you get in shock, you can't get out. So I would test this if I was you. I'm not telling you what to do, but that's what I would do.
1: Thank you, Farley. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Oh, Let's go to Dawn on line five. She has a question. Hi, Don. Hi, Farley. Yo.
1: <laughs> okay, a general question. About the topic today, I know everybody has a different chart and different place of other planets, but does everybody basically go through the same transit during their lifetime and the same amount of transits? Or...
0: Mm. It really depends on where your Venus or Mars is natally, what sign it's in, what house is in, and what aspect affects it as far as natal support is concerned. Like, I don't have much natal support on my Venus, I just have a square to my Neptune. If I had a couple trines to my Venus, then, you know, I might sail through life happily married for 30 years with five kids and a bunch of bills and all that. No, everyone does not have it the same. A lot of people are born with a silver spoon in their mouth with love. And they find their soul twins, their soul flames, and they get involved, and there's no problem, and they get married in high school, and they're married forever. And a great majority of us are very nomadic, and we find it difficult to hang in there with the stability that other people have naturally. Uh Okay?
1: Okay. That's with the transits
0: as well, or that is? Well, no, no, see, like, it depends. See, like, you're not going to get Pluto. Pluto and Uranus and Neptune take hundreds of years uh-huh. to go around the Zodiac. See, so they're not going to hit everybody the same way. I see. Okay?
1: Okay, yeah, like some people would have a Pluto trying
0: to Yeah, some people are going to go through a Pluto opposition in their lifetimes, so some people will never go through it. Right. Okay.
1: All right,
0: thanks. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Roy on line two the famous charter member of the Astrology Hour, the Leo Cancer Rising. Yo, Roy.
1: Hi there. Hey, Guy.
0: How you doing? Guy, you've been listening for... pretty, pretty, pretty high today. Over four years you've been listening, Roy. Oh, since the beginning. You're a classic. (laughs) You are definitely a classic. Careful, you're being taped. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, Guy, you're not a classic. What can we do for you today?
1: Hey, I've uh, put together a staff. I'm putting a program on for some youth up in uh, Colorado. On August 12th through the 18th. I wanted to know
0: what it looked like. August 12th through the 18th as far as just success, you mean? Yep. hmm Well, you know what? Your chart has so much fun in it. You're probably having a kick and a half in your life right now.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, see, Saturn and Uranus are both trying your Mars. So it's almost hard to make a mistake unless you try to overdo it. I wouldn't go water skiing behind a boat or anything, Roy. But I can see you might think about doing that, you know?
1: I can. i got to go through a third Saturn return, you know?
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. We're headed for the third one. (laughs) Real good. The second one was tough enough, right? Yeah. Well, we survived. God bless you, Roy. Send me a postcard, okay? You bet I will. Okay. Bye. Bye. I love you all. Have a wonderful day. That's my job to help cheer you up and brighten up your day so you spread the light too, okay? We'll see you real soon. Weekdays on K Fox ninety three point five Redondo Beach at twelve noon. Bye everybody.